You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone, and welcome to What the Spook Lore. I am your storyteller, Carmen. It is that time, I guess, huh? I didn't yeah. even realize. Yeah, kind of it forgot just happened. It was October. Uh, well, I'm glad we're on the ball. <laughs> At least one of us is this year. Uh, I'm the crime weaver, Tyler. Spook uh, weaver, I guess, for the time being. I'm uh, Gordy. No, no additional duties. <laughs> so, uh, how's how's spooky October treating the two of you so far? Well, we're three days in. Um, and I have watched Spooky Buddies, so pretty spooky so far. Yeah, sounds... We're, <clears throat> we're three days in, and the delivery of my computer got delayed until Monday, so also pretty spooky. We watched uh, Pie Wacket. What? So it's a, a, a spooky film. It's actually a legitimately good spooky film, I'd say. Which, I've uh, ne- never heard of this. Yeah, how, when? what is this? Uh, I'm not sure when it came out, but it's uh, it's a story about uh, a girl who gets into like some occult stuff after her father passes away, mm-hmm. uh, and a troubled relationship with her and her mother, and then she turns to occult demon things as a form of teenage rebellion and revenge. Man, and, don't we all? Yeah, I mean, we a lot of teenagers go through that like witchy phase. Uh, this one just. A I think bit... it's just varying degrees of witchiness. Yeah, uh, like some this of one us, would be. Some of us consider Yu-Gi-Oh enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough of a witchy stage. That's that's close enough to witchcraft. Yeah, yeah you're summoning things with cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this would be on the extreme end of the witchy spectrum. <laughs> sure. Sure. As far as uh, horror films go, I, I appreciated its pacing, its concept, its setup and payoff. Um, I liked that it. Like minimize the the usual horror problem of tension, 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 and then everything's a chase scene. Yeah, that is uh, genuinely high praise from you because you um, take issue with most horror films. I do. I'm really picky about horror films because I get extremely bored with the same formula of tension, 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 chase scene. And I I don't mean that as a dig or anything. Like you are genuinely those are those are warranted feelings considering the genre. <laughs> and the tropes that uh, a lot of people lean on. Like, I liked The Conjuring, the first one, because they, they did uh, hold off a lot on their spooky jump scare things and mm-hmm. built a story around the family a little bit, which I think a lot of horror fails at, is you know, telling the story of the characters in it. As right, they, to... they don't necessarily care <laughs> yeah. about the characters so much as they care about the audience getting spooked every once in a while. Yeah, like, we got this cool monster concept. Um, let's just throw some puppets in there to be eaten by it. And that does not hold my interest. 
Uh, so the Conjuring did a, a good job of like building tension and creating story around like both the family involved in the the horror and the um, the ghost hunters helping them out. Uh, but even that one did kind of lean in in that third act on the whole. Uh, we've got monster makeup and we're going to do a chase scene with it. <laughs> it was nice to see one that that didn't do that um, and still end up being a very interesting uh, ending and premise and everything. So I liked Pilacket. So how does the story you're about to tell us rate? Ooh, that one's going to be up to you two and wherever the spook trailizer has sloshed in. <laughs> Gordy, have you, have you heard from your, your good friend, the spook trailizer? I got a postcard. Did you, yeah, did you give a uh, return, a, a new address to the spook trailizer? Yeah, it knows. <laughs> it just knows? Um, yeah, uh, it, it it knows that I, I got a postcard. It has taken on, like, Santa-esque qualities now. Seems like it's doing all right. I should say so. so it said it would uh, try to stop by, but but was busy. I mean, it is a, a pretty busy time of year to be yeah. a spook realizer. The most busy. Like, if spook is in the title of your job, right now you are slammed. Yeah, seems like, seems like, um, I don't know, I got the impression it had other things going on. Yeah, to an extent, I understand why it wouldn't necessarily want to make time for us, because this is the only time of year we ever mention it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we're not very good friends to the spook trailer. <laughs> Fair weather, in fact. Spook weather, specifically. Spook weather. <laughs> spook weather friends. Uh, well, today we're going to go to New Orleans. That's a pretty spooky place. It can be, for sure. Um so I'm I'm reading a couple of uh, tales from uh, the book Gumbo Yaya, Folk Tales of Louisiana by Lyle Saxon, Edward Dreyer, and Robert Talent. Um, this book was provided to us by our very own Grimoire Highland, so thank you, Grimoire. Um, so, like a lot of uh, the challenges we face in the spook lore times, um, there's just a lot of, like, telling that a thing is. Yes. Right? Like, there is this monster and it is these spooky elements the end not necessarily a story so much as a bestiary yeah um Mm -hmm. so running into a little bit of that issue with the the ghosts chapter of gumbo yaya Uh, but i did find a few stories about some haunted buildings in new orleans that have a little bit of backstory so we're going to tell three of those because like a lot of spook lore stories these are very short um so are you? Do you have your spook goggles on? I was. I was not informed that we were getting spook goggles this year. Got them. Thank you, Gordy, for being <laughs> fucking responsible. Good. Get on it, Tyler. I I always wear my spook goggles though because that's what the FDA re- recommends. I don't it, know it why is, they're involved, but it is they recommended. Are. That is true. I have been <laughs> lax in my duty. Yeah, Tyler. Like. This is completely... You don't need to be informed about spook goggles. You should... You should have them already. And that's on you. Most restaurants don't let me in anymore. There, There is a spook goggles mandate um, in Massachusetts. <laughs> well, you're near a lot of, like, spooks anyway, right? Yeah. You got Salem it's over a, there, so... It's a spooky a real... area, so they do, they do recommend that you kind of, you know... Um, be prepared for take anything. these precautions yeah 
Yeah, suburban Atlanta, while not devoid of spooks, is definitely not quite as uh, spook-aware. People go through their lives blind to the spooks, no goggles on at all. Ain't that the truth. Alright, so get your get your blankets to hide under, uh, your bells, your books, your candles, whatever it is you need to get through this, the spookiest season of What the Folklore. I'm just going to uh, hold my hands up to my face to um, emulate goggles for the time being. Sounds good. And then your hands are in like quick position to do the shock gasp face when you are, <laughs> when you are scared. Yeah, so true. I just flip handy. them upside down. Yeah. I, yeah. I am under my <clears throat> my blanket of Halloween beef that I keep with me to protect me. I have the flashlight positioned under my chin to make spoopy shadows on my face. And let's let's go to New Orleans. Once, appropriately, the devil lived in New Orleans. Cool. It's like a vacation, I guess. Was this before or after Georgia? Um, a timeline this... unclear. This might be like his vacation after the Georgia failure when he's just, just licking like... his wounds. Yeah, I, I, judging from needs some me time now. From the contents of the story, yeah, I think I think he went down to Georgia looking for some souls to steal. Mm-hmm. Got his ass handed to him. By Johnny, via yeah. fiddle playing, mm-hmm. yeah, and that he, bastard was cheating. He did use a guitar. <laughs> you can't convince me that the the solo in that song is not a guitar devil. Well, he's uh, tucked tail and, and gone to New Orleans to just soak up the culture there, eat some some crawfish, relax, and maybe, uh, maybe see a boob or two at Mardi Gras. Yeah, and maybe like change his genre of music a little bit. <laughs> like he's maybe come here to revive his love of. You know of that music. is a great place to learn some new music. Yeah, I, I mean, for sure. If you if you've just been uh, like ass handed to you in a, a fiddling contest, it's time, it's time to shake it up a little bit. New Orleans Chat, is perfect. Challenge some people to jazz. Get some stand. jazz going. Yeah. Free form. Um, arguably harder to judge. Who is the winner in a jazz contest? Right. And that's kind of what he's angling for, I think. A, l- yeah. a little Cause bit. Because of... he, he realized he's not a good musician. <laughs> uh, so while in New Orleans, he took a French mistress and he set her up in a nice mansion in St. Charles Avenue. Which is like super nice for the devil. Yeah, to so far so good. <laughs> Wait, is he married? It, no, she's a mistress. But this is d- a, does that not imply that he he is in a relationship for her to be a mistress maybe i don't like is that a legal requirement for mistressing or is it just the lady you sleep with out of wedlock whether or not you are otherwise in wedlock that's that's the question that i'm raising i'm not i'm not sure what that means if if someone said this is my mistress i i think i would assume that there there is a second person involved I wasn't going to bring this up, but because you mentioned the word wedlock, I'm thinking about it again. Yes. And this is a tangent. Um, of course it is. Well, what? In, yeah, in we're ad- over 10 minutes in. Of course it is. <laughs> in, in addition to watching Spooky Buddies on Disney+, Plus, uh, I also watched The Phantom of the Megaplex, which is a Disney, a decom that I've never seen before. Or if I did, <laughs> yes. I only saw it once. 
Okay. Uh, it does feature Mickey Rooney as a um, senile old man who thinks that he works at the movie theater, but they just kind of ignore him. Yeah. A good character to have in any situation is the one that the main characters just ignore. Yeah. Um, but the the main characters are children, and their mom is a single mom who is dating a new man, and she drops them off at the movie theater to go on a date with this man and her teen daughter says to her remember mom no headlock no wedlock and i don't know what that means what the... that's a good question what does yeah. that mean i don't know what that means i don't Did... know why it was on disney channel disney like that's a line to keep people up at night <laughs> no headlock no wed i mean they do say that though huh do they say that i think These so kids kids those days so if anyone can suss out what that's what that means fill me in please tyler hasn't slept in days just putting it out there in the world (laughs) also uh i did want to ask um is this the same devil that escaped from the jar yes 100 percent. so we're just learning a lot of devil lore yeah it's it's His, his constant failures and now just his vacation to try and build himself back up Mm-hmm. Yeah, you learn you learn some jazz music, take yourself a nice mistress, let out a mansion. Yeah. Just relax back into like get back in touch with the devil within. <laughs> um so he's very fond of his girlfriend and he's also a very jealous devil. Um but he is also away 6 of the 7 days of the week attending other duties, other business, you know, devil business Devil I'm seminars. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so she took another lover, because I guess the, the one day a week thing wasn't working for her. She needed... Who the hell fucks better than the devil, though? I, look, really? I, I have no idea. Because <laughs> I bet he knows all the tricks. Where's that song? <laughs> uh, New Orleans, maybe? <laughs> Find a bard in the bar of New Orleans. <laughs> Skyrim style. See what they play. It's all Ragnar the Red and the Devil Fucks Better Than Anyone. The two, <laughs> two songs that you hear in every bar in New Orleans. <laughs> um, yeah, so she took another lever, a dashing young Creole, and uh, Satan returned one night. And I guess figured this out. Um, there are some gaps in the story. Unsurprising. He just came home one night and leaned against a post outside the mansion, waiting for the youth to come out of the house. So probably he just knows on account of being the devil, and I I don't know how much omniscience comes with that, but probably more than none. Or they were just not discreet. Or that, yeah. They were just very loud and obnoxious about it, even. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So when the youth emerged, the devil told him frankly, Hey dude, uh, I'm boning the French lady. But I also don't want her anymore, so you take her and a million pounds of gold, and you go away on one condition. You must always be known as Monsieur and Madame L. The letter. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not... It doesn't seem bad up front. That's a... Yeah, that's, that's a decent deal. But that's how the devil gets you, don't he? Yeah, he's been to the seminars six days a week. Also, what, how, what was the denomination of money? A million pounds of gold. I don't even know what that would equate to in New Orleans dollars at the time. 
Yeah, not, no, no idea. I don't know what that means now or at any <laughs> time in history, really. I mean, it's probably a, a good deal at any time in history. It, do we know if there is even close to that much gold in the world? A million no, pounds? I, a million pounds. I bet so. I assume he is speaking in weight and not just... Like British pounds? British pounds equivalent. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume that there are a million pounds because uh, about uh, 244,000 metric tons of gold has been discovered to date. So. so this is just a fraction of the total gold. On the planet Earth. Yeah. How many pounds are in a ton? 2,000? Yeah, 2,000 pounds in a ton. So it's a couple tons of gold. Oh, that's not that bad. Offering. I'm just stupid and don't know numbers. Look, numbers is hard. N- high numbers are impressive. I don't care what the denomination is. <laughs> they, just, they just keep going up, too. Yeah. I, I mean, after a certain point, you just can't parse the meaning of numbers anymore. Um, so the youth is like, sure, fuck yeah, this seems like a great deal. I keep I keep getting to bone the French lady. I get to be known as a monsieur, which, great. Um, and a million pounds of gold is nothing to sneeze at. So the next night, uh, he told his sweetheart about the deal while they were sitting down to dinner. So the French girl is both terrified and furious because she knew the L stood from, for Lucifer. Mm-hmm. It could stand for a lot of things, though. Yeah, but she knows. Because <laughs> she's been knowing the devil. That's true. So maybe this is, all, yeah, this is the devil in the jar. He learned from the jar situation that he needs to just be upfront about who he is. <laughs> and and it'll be fine, because he knows how to fuck. Um, so that's, that's the one why thing she, he does know. Yeah, and that's why she she understands... Like he's whispered this into her ear. Like you ever, you ever cheat on me? I'm changing your name to Lucifer. Good luck getting a job. So, knowing that the L stood for Lucifer in this deal, and she's gonna have to get a name change she didn't want, she, in a rage, rushes at her lover with a napkin. To do what? To whip it around his throat and strangle him with it. Whoa! So this is one of those like tablecloth napkins. Yeah, like the fancy, nice ones. Not the not the cheap McDonald's ones. What what rip every time you try to stang, strangle your lover for making deals with the devil? Yeah, don't I know it? We've all been there, right? <laughs> it's a rite of passage. Get into the wrong relationship in your early twenties, and you learn which napkins matter. <laughs> uh, so once the strangling's finished, the devil appears, kills her, and carries both bodies to the roof. Mm-hmm. There, he devours the bodies, but he does leave the skins and gives them to the cats that are just, I guess, chilling out also on the roof. Also on the roof. Yeah. You know how cats are. Just on yeah. roofs all the time. Wanting They're, they're all hot scraps. and tin. Yeah. So these cats just get two whole empty human skins. Uh, so if anyone knows of a story about cats walking around wearing people masks, uh, let us know, because we maybe <laughs> found out where the cats got the people flesh. Um, but from this point on, the devil's head was fixed to the gable of the roof. What? Glue. Hmm? No, go ahead. No, ask your question. No, I think you're about to answer it. 
okay, so it's glued there by the sticky flesh of the mortals he'd just eaten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for years after this, folk would pass and stare up at the living head of Lucifer set up on the front of the house. This is a complicated story to explain some performance art fixture on somebody's house. Yeah, like someone got a cool Halloween decoration and (laughs) had to make the kids in the neighborhood think it was real. They conjured up this thing. It is missing a few, uh, what I would say are vital connective tissues (laughs) why did he go on the roof that was gonna be my question why on the roof i don't know i guess like if you're going to have people see it happening was it a show a body's picnic i don't know they see they definitely see the head they do see the head Uh, and the reason he's stuck on the gables now is uh very obvious um because he had in fact forgotten in his jealous rage that he shouldn't work in the full moon. Yeah. Like, which everybody knows about the devil, right? That that uh that roof is a bad place to go in that case. Yeah, like keep your picnic in the dining room, dude. Uh, or maybe he's just not allowed to work during a full moon because that's werewolf times, and we have to keep things like clear, right? Yeah. yeah. Like every... we can't muddy the waters with all these fucking cryptids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, every Halloween monster gets its its time to shine, and full moon time has been reserved by the werewolves. Their names are down on the list for that time slot, so... A place for everything and everything in its place. Um, so the devil, like, work, doing his work on the full moon, like, the werewolf council got real upset about this, and so this he's punished by... Glue um, that bitch to the roof using the sticky flesh... <laughs> Of the people he ate. Which is sticky in moonlight for some reason. Because where If it was the sun, I would get it. I mean, the moon is just when a rock I get reflecting the sun, so. I don't know about you. I don't get sticky at moonlight. Depends on how humid the southern night, Tyler. And New Orleans is maybe more humid than Atlanta somehow. I doubt it that. Is, it is kind of on a swamp. Yeah, it's like, it's... <laughs> I think I think New Orleans is actually famous for being pretty sticky. <laughs> Cuz I've been to Savannah in August and I imagine New Orleans is somewhere in that that range. Got to be. <laughs> and you you basically need gills to breathe the air. Got to be like it. Uh meanwhile the dining room drama kept going on. Uh, night after night, the dining table and the fancy chandeliers would materialize. Uh, I don't know where they went otherwise, but they, they come back and a young man and a girl sit down to eat. And then the girl rises with a furious face and strangles the man with a napkin. Then the girl finds her hands drenched with blood, tries to wipe them clean, but nice. the damn spot just would not out. This just seems to be the go-to down in New Orleans, huh? What? The napkin strangling. Oh, this is like a ghost um, repeat play that's happening mm-hmm. in the dining room now. Because now it's haunted. Oh, this is just a dramatization. Yeah, that ghosts do. To pass the time. <laughs> really, ghost hauntings are, are them performing plays of their their deaths. Just like, trying to communicate with the living world somehow. 
Right. It's sort of like when you're when you're young and you're trying to to write a story or a play and and you go for like the high high drama so you can get a reaction. Uh, that's that's what early ghost times do. Like <laughs> shortly after the death, you go through that phase where you're just like all all drama as a ghost. Eventually even you get bored of it though. Yeah, and that, that's when the haunting cease. You move on and you find some other things. You learn about comedy. You do that instead. <laughs> um, so weeping and wailing, she would then fade out of view and the, this would just repeat the next night. Just a, a nightly matinee of uh, ghost murders happening in the, the dining room. Uh, families tried to live in the devil's mansion, but no one could endure the nightly drama. Except for one family that stayed for a long while and it gave us their names and one of them died in childbirth and the other one stayed there till he died and nothing interesting exists about that. Um, and after that family passes on, a Mrs. Jax moved into the house and then reported that she just couldn't bear the ghastly scene in the dining room. As you would when ghosts are reenacting napkin murders. and The uh, reviews are Lady in. <laughs> yeah. Put on a different show. Uh, the family had to cease using the room entirely and eventually just move out. Because I like the Ghost Sundance Festival <laughs> was not not making it easy to go on with their days. This off-Broadway bullshit that's happening in my house every night. <laughs> uh, so the mansion remained unoccupied for years, and in 1930 it was demolished because no one would live in a house where the ghost of the devil's mistress and the other man that boned her hung out and, and murdered each other. And also, theoretically, the living head of the devil on the gable was still there. Um, that is a concern. Potentially while these people like lived there and were upset about the uh, performance art piece in their dining room. <laughs> you think uh. you're upset? <laughs> so, I'm on this roof. So now it's gone and the devil is, is free again to, to roam around so long as he does not interfere with werewolf scheduling. Man, the devil gets himself into a lot of these scrapes. He really does. Like, you could have just waited for one day for that snack. Alright, so that's our first haunted mansion. You want to dock some ghosts? Did it have a name? No, none of these stories have names. They're just kind of like... So this if you go to just... New Orleans, you know the place. Yeah. It's the one with the devil head on top of it. Well, it doesn't exist anymore. It's been demolished oh. in 1930. Well, great. I'm glad I know about this then. <laughs> so you can't even visit this place. You just know that sometime in New Orleans, the devil's head was stuck to a gable. I can just visit it in my dreams now. Yep. Uh, and yeah, none, none of these um, stories have titles because this chapter is just kind of a run-on collection of paragraphs about ghosts that happened yeah but the buildings themselves don't have like names or locations attributed to them uh this one is on saint charles avenue it's just a mansion on saint charles so having never been there i cannot tell you how many mansions are on saint charles avenue or how many pits in the ground used to be mansions on saint charles avenue (laughs) in the 1930s um this next one does have an actual street address so we can dock some ghosts uh, so these ghosts live at 1447 Constance Street in a mansion that was built around 1820. I didn't look this up and, to see if this is where, actually. If it still stands. Uh, it's New or- no, We're in New Orleans. Okay, still. Just still perpetually in New Orleans. Yeah. The dream. Uh, it does pull up on Google Maps. Mm-hmm. It's listed as building 
<laughs> it is. So confirmed. Confirmed building. Let's, let's put the little person down there and take a look at that. How spooky though. I mean, there's a some kind of truck in front of it. It's, it's painted. It's got a shivers. If I'm looking. If I'm looking at the right building. Okay, so it is like a tall mansion here. Be nice if uh, if you had a little bit of idea of which side of the street you're supposed to be looking at when you drop the dude in there, and it just takes you to photo land. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like a two story blue mansion with uh, tall pillars in front of it. It could be quite spooky. It's painted blue and has some cheerful uh, decorations on the porch right now in this photo from Google, and a a wreath. So it has like Mardi Gras colored banners on the front but what looks like a christmas wreath on the door so no idea spooky though very spooky that's where ghosts be um so yeah the story just straight up doxes some ghosts uh so in this uh, mansion uh two white-faced shoulder- soldiers in blue uniforms stare out of the upper windows waving their arms and babbling uh-huh. <laughs> Very ghostly. That is my favorite pastime. When I see pull up, see people outside my window. Yeah. <laughs> you should, you I should. just wave and babble at them. I mean, this would be a fun pastime to just sort of like install yourself as a ghost that appears sometimes in your own apartment window. Just spookily stand and stare and then wave your arms and babble when people walk by and then fade a lot of into dogs like to uh poop and pee right outside my window because it's some wooded area so yeah. i could freak some dogs the fuck out <laughs> you could i be believe the, in myself you could be the scariest ghost story dogs ever tell <laughs> that is the dream That's, that is a good dream um, so when they're not waving their arms and babbling, they're clasping their hands and parading up and down, singing the battle hymn of the Republic from the Union Army. I assume that's the scariest thing that Southern people can think of. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> the, the Union Army? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so this house eventually became a lamp factory, theoretically. doesn't look like it's one now. Um, and one night, a fellow stayed late to clean up in the lamp factory and he was alone on the second floor when a door swung open and in marched a pair of heavy boots that he could hear but not see uh, then he heard a second pair of heavy boots join them and then he heard laughter and the whistling of that battle hymn so he fled after only about a minute so he gave it like a solid minute of listening to this thing he was like no nope. <laughs> wait a Out. minute i recognize this song i do not think so uh, a different morning, the two proprietors of the lamp factory arrived early, um, and only one is there. Uh, the, oh, sorry. They're, they're the only ones there. My notes need to be smarter <laughs> to communicate with my future self. Because early morning Carmen says some things that late afternoon Carmen does not understand. They're the only ones in the house. Uh, and then a huge block of cement came hurtling down the steps and barely missed them because ghosts oh, suck at aiming. Uh, they'd never seen this block of cement before and had no idea how it gotten it into the house. So, um, some ghosts mixed some cement <laughs> overnight so Man. they could just chuck it down some stairs. Can you imagine the amount of time and planning that went into this attack only for it to fail in this humorous way? 
That's a How ghost. many weeks were they mixing cement? It takes a lot of like how long did it take them to get energy? Yeah, to to do like most of the time they're just opening doors or or moving small objects or babbling or babbling, and occasionally they get just enough energy to like stack some chairs in a weird way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, mixing cement and then pushing that thing—that's that's a lot of ghost power that they just drained. Uh, so another time a widow rented out part of the mansion as an apartment and she was up there sewing in the afternoon when a drop of blood fell from the ceiling onto her arm and then another and then another. Uh, she stared upward and blood was dripping from a spot on the ceiling one drop at a time. And then she heard somebody start singing John Brown's body lies a molding in his grave over and over again. So... I'm assuming that this is some kind of, um, oh, just blanked on the Shrek artist's name. <laughs> what? Smash Mouth. It's a Smash Mouth song. Because it's the same lyrics repeated over and over again. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was going somewhere else. No, nope, but I was going straight to Smash Mouth. Whenever I hear a song that is the same line that is just repeated... I assume that Smash Mouth is behind it. That sets a very different tone. Are they particularly (laughs) guilty of that? After going to the concert with them, yes. Like, most Mm. of their discography is is the same line or two. I guess I'm mostly familiar with one or two songs. What is the line? Uh, John Brown's body lies a molding in his grave. Just set that to walking on the sun and you're good. (laughs) John Brown's body's molding in his grave. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. That's what's haunting this place. <laughs> it's a smash mouth ghost singing songs. You know, I don't know if I would feel spooked, but I would feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. As I did at the smash mouth concert. Are um, these ghosts just trying to alert people to look the fuck upstairs for something? Like, There's there's just so much cement. And no one's going up, up there. Yeah. Is this a, like, a valuable guys... service that we should be appreciating? Maybe yeah, maybe we should appreciate ghosts more and and the alerts. I try videos. to. They're like echo devices from beyond the graves, just setting reminders. <laughs> and then you angrily tell it to shut up, and then you forget the thing that it was and trying they, to help you with. What if Alexa threw cement at you? <laughs> <laughs> every every time you told her to shut up when she's trying to remind you about something, or she breaks out into a smash smash mouth song. <laughs> Uh, so the next day, the widow moved, and the two men in uniforms appeared at an upstairs window, looking down and smiling. So I guess they just did not like this widow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrolman Fleming remembered visiting the house when he was a kid. You know, you know the fellow. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he he went there with two other boys and a couple of dogs. Um, and uh, he remembered when he went, the floor had been ripped up in, in a room in the upper level, and they took turns walking the joists on the floor as, you know, kind of like that scene from Up. Uh, but unlike the scene from Up, a door swung open slowly and an icy draft blew in. Um, that would have made that film very different. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to skip the part where a bad thing happens to a, a dog. Uh, and the boys run away, and behind them they... That also would have made that film very different. Yeah. Uh, behind them they hear the, the same song lyrics about John Brown's body 
uh, molding in his grave. Somebody just didn't turn off their Smash Mouth tape upstairs. <laughs> so that that repeats three times within a verse about how his soul keeps marching on. And then the next line is a, of a repeat of uh, how they're going to hang Jeff Davis to a sour apple tree. So who knows what Jeff Davis did to, to Smash Mouth, but, but the song's getting more complicated. So the story of this mansion... Is that, oh, we didn't just hear it? Yeah, we just heard the, the hauntings of it. The, the way it got haunted um, was that uh, two federal officers during the occupation of New Orleans uh, by General Ben Butler, a fellow who is reportedly so brutal that residents of New Orleans labeled him the Beast, according to 64parishes.com. I don't know how legit that site is. Um <laughs> So these two officers were, were hanging out in New Orleans during during this occupation, and they stole army funds. And when they were accused of the crime, they ran and hid in this house. And uh, missing some key elements of the story, I think, but one night they lay side by side on the bed. They each placed a revolver over the other's heart, and they pulled the triggers at the same time. Uh, and then there was no sound but the dripping of their mingling blood, so that's why the widow got um, dripped blood rained yeah so that's that house with its spooks i like to think that these two ghosts are just in like a really adorable haunted relationship <laughs> with each other sure that is seemingly the implication we can hope What's uh, kind on? of a kind of a beetlejuice situation i guess they just don't want living people to live in their house with them yeah like they they just they enjoy having this place to themselves Maybe the widow is really judgmental or something. <laughs> you have a third one? I do. Um, so this one comes from New Orleans resident Rika Hoffman, who remembered the case of the ghost who walked the sausage factory. Hell yeah. Which sounds like a good Nancy Drew book. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it, though? Uh, so Miss Hoffman's mother had uh, once met a fellow named Hans Muller. Both her parents and the Mullers had both come from Germany, so they got along pretty well. Uh, and this fellow Hans Muller was a hardworking gentleman, but he was in love with another girl and tired of his wife. Um, mm. His wife worked really hard in the sausage factory that they owned, and as a result of this, grew kind of old and wrinkled before her time. And she stinks like sausage all the time. She smells like sausage and she's got working girl hands. I'm so sick of this. It's not the 20-year-old I married. I don't want to bone that. Uh, so one night, he pushed his wife into the meat grinder in the factory. Well, oh. Is that the solution, though? <laughs> it's not. There is there is it, such a thing as, like, divorce. It's a solution. I wouldn't call it the solution. Um, so, a few days later, customers began to complain of bits of bone and cloth that they were finding in their sausages. Yeah, you would. Sure, I, I would. Uh, but the FDA was not around to uh, enforce the spook goggles at the time, so... This kind of just is complaints that happen. No one looks into it. Uh, but uh, gossip's going around, and uh, this guy's girlfriend heard the gossip and got cold toward him and refused to see him anymore. Because you probably don't want to date someone who, who solves breakups with a meat grinder. Yeah, not difficult to put two and two together on that one. Uh, so one night, uh, Mr. Muller heard a thumping around his boiler vat. Uh, so he went to investigate, and he saw the bloody ghost of his wife, with her head crushed to a pulp, coming toward him. So he started shrieking and fled the premises, and the neighbors 
we're like, hey, what's up, dude? Why are you yelling so loud? It's real late. Uh, he said, well, I just, I had a bad dream. Don't, I, as you do with bad dreams, you run out of your house shrieking. Yeah, that's why I double lock my doors so that I just slam into the door comically <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> sure. Another element to the horror stories dogs tell about your apartment. <laughs> he had been telling everyone that Mrs. Muller was out of town. And no one was questioning this Forever. Yeah. Uh, that's, but a, that's an excuse that'll last you a good long time. Then a customer found a bit of a gold wedding ring and a sausage. And they were like, mm. you know, the bits of shirt were confu- like concerning. Uh, and the bone and stuff. But, like, animal got bone. And yeah. you can lose a shirt. Yeah. But sure a wedding can. ring is is valuable. And then they found scraps of a note that when they put it together, it said, I'm pushing my wife into this <laughs> sausage grinder right now. Signed, Mr. Molmenheimer man. <laughs> the Molmenheimer wiener man. Um. And it was dated for the day that she went missing. Right. She's not gone out of town XOXO. <laughs> and then he drew that like cool S that everybody drew in high school <laughs> at the bottom of the page. Was yep. that the um the origin of the S was this? <laughs> yeah, he was the first so, one. It stood for sausage. <laughs> so I've never I've never known where that has come from. <laughs> it came from the sausage factory. <laughs> it was their logo. <laughs> now you always hear stories about like people opening up like old textbooks and and what they find inside um like snarky comments that children of old sure yeah. uh, wrote and and yeah it's 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 nice to know that 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 hallowed s has a <laughs> has a good origin story it stands for spooky sausage <laughs> um so finding the gold wedding ring this customer called the police and the police found Muller in his factory, screaming and crying and raving. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess the sausages weren't getting made particularly well anymore. He kept repeating that his wife was coming out of the sausage grinder and would get him. So he spent the rest of his life in a mental institution, uh, which was uh, less flatteringly described in the story because, you know, folklore stories aren't particularly kind. to humans um then another man bought the factory but the ghost continued to show up and no one could stop it that's the story i want to hear is these people just like frustratingly trying to eradicate a ghost from their factory so they get back to making sausages it it is a ghost they're difficult to thwart it's true they're like roaches it's hard to get rid of them i guess that's what the ghostbusters the whole idea is about is like ghosts yeah but they're exterminators, still but 40 years away or whatever yeah like it's it's been a while i'd Good like luck to see, making sausages in that time i'd like to see old-timey solutions to a ghost problem are these people just trying to like work around it just exhausted mm-hmm. while this pulp-headed ghost screams at them <laughs> uh, but when Mueller died in the asylum the phantom never appeared again and the uh, storyteller's mother this uh, rita Arika Hoffman, who's remembering this, apparently ate some of the sausages Mrs. Muller was made into, so there's that personal touch to the story that we all love. Yumma dumb. Yeah. 
So that's that's some New Orleans flavored spook for you. Is that why we developed unions? (laughs) Because of this guy? Because of ghosts in factories? Um, Because I imagine during the industrial boom of the world, there were many ghosts in many factories. Yeah, factories produced both products and ghosts regularly. Those those were the two outputs. Like, whatever the stated product was, um, ghosts were definitely a byproduct of Mm -hmm. a lot of factories. Yeah. And people were finally fed up with it and said, you can't pay me $14 a year to deal with as many ghosts. You keep adding more ghosts. I might be a ghost. I need a seat at the table, please. Maybe that's what we need to do to bring back unions to start haunting places Scooby-Doo antagonist style. <laughs> I would like to know that ghosts are anti, uh, like anti-corporate and pro-union. I mean, they would, they would almost have to be because of the nature of their deaths in mm-hmm. most cases. Mm-hmm. Very since- preventable. Right. And between that and the fact that so many ghosts are apparently performance artists, <laughs> I think it's probably a fairly liberal ghost mindset. So, how spooked are you? How tightly are you clutching your, your blankets? How many times did your goggles turn into mouth blockers, Tyler? Well, I didn't have um, a lot of desire to go to New Orleans, currently, at least. Um, and I think it has dropped to zero desire. Just knowing how full of ghosts it has to be. So that's that's a drawback to you. I just don't like crowds. That's fair. Yeah, if, and if your like soul is also crowded at the same time See. your body is, it's that does get rough. That's double uncomfortable. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be you don't want to be crowded by ghosts, which makes total and, sense. And I do try to avoid listening to Smash Mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I mean, sure, we all do. So if it's if it's playing day and night in many a home in New Orleans, <laughs> I don't know that that's a vacation hot spot for me. <laughs> but that food, though, good food, from what I hear. Yeah, I'll just DoorDash it. That's fair. Yeah, I did have a what purported to be a po' boy sandwich today from a sandwich establishment that uh-huh. I think has maybe heard about New Orleans in the news once. <laughs> it was a very heard good... Heard it in hushed tones one time. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a very good shrimp sandwich, but it was to a poor boy what LaCroix is to flavor. <laughs> sure. What LaCroix is to liquid. <laughs> yeah. like it's just un- un- yeah, this... ultimately unsatisfying. It's unsatisfying for the thing that it is purporting to be. Sure. Right. Like, LaCroix is still sparkling water, but if you're after it for the, like, lime flavor, well, you're just you're just not going to get it here. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing for this. Like, if you were after a po' boy, it's just not going not gonna to do it for you. It's a fine shrimp sandwich, but it is, it is just an ordinary sub sandwich with shrimp on it instead of uh, other meats. Mm-hmm. So... So I would I would risk some Smash Mouth ghosts I think to go to New Orleans and get get a legit po boy, but that's that's the only reason for the, yeah. the sandwiches. Anything else to add? I was uh, trying to think what what spooky stories could we make up for the places we live right now? Just a quick one line haunting. Um, 
spirits of the Revolutionary War and all the witches. I mean, yeah, you get that. <laughs> you, you, you get that easy out living in Boston. <clears throat> How many dead cows haunt your establishment right now? Mine? Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, it is it is hard to move or breathe <laughs> for all for all the cow ghosts piled on top of each other. That's spooky bovine ectoplasm. Um, Atlanta surely has something. Oh, yeah, Atlanta has a lot of haunt. You get ghost tours and stuff in Atlanta, uh, and we've got Oakland Cemetery, which is a pretty sweet cemetery. As they go, we had more uh, hauntings at our apartment. That yeah. the three of us shared because we had that cemetery right outside the window which was really nice i miss sure. them i do miss it it was a lot of fun i miss the ghosts yeah never lonely there <laughs> uh my apartment was very recently haunted by the people who own it because they cut down a bunch of trees to just make it look hideous here now that appears to be the only reason they did it because that's all they accomplished <laughs> Uh, our house is haunted by the memory of the two extraordinarily drunk people who used to live here. Um, Somehow still. Yeah. No, you we keep, keep finding new hauntings. We do. They did leave their mark on every inch of this house in some shape or form. Um, I do kind of regret that we we got rid of the... Uh, the backyard toilet with the beer bottles in it that we uncovered when the tree fell on everything. Yeah, that had spooky energy for days. It did. Um, Eric did not like my suggestion that we turn that into some kind of uh, potted plant repository. You could install that as the engine of a ghost Tesla and it would run forever. (laughs) That's all I got. Yeah, so really we're just haunted by the decisions of people in the past. Isn't that just all hauntings, though? Isn't that just... Yeah. Isn't that just life? Yeah. Basically, everyone leaves ghosts behind them and the decisions that they make. So consider that, listener, the next time you decide what you're going to eat for lunch or something. (laughs) (laughs) Consider the butterfly effect that will cause somebody to be haunted someday. That's a new ghost. Become petrified with fear at all of your choices and don't do anything. Happy October. (laughs) Until you just disintegrate someday yeah happy october (laughs) um i have i have received uh a a missive a a missive um from from the spooktralizer what's the result uh he's at he's at the uh the the rap party for hollywood movie yeah whatever came out really <laughs> genuinely can't think of anything yeah i can't um, uh he's yeah he's at a big a big fancy party uh in la and said he doesn't really have time to swing by this week he's at the rap um, party for venom let there be carnage ex- yes yes exactly. he's at the rap party for no time to die with uh with yeah the, yeah he's the, at the, the rap bo- party the bon- for the... dear evan hansen <laughs> he's at is that all of them um, we got a lot of invitations this week, and and just sent me. Uh, it's it's got a little emoji of a ghost at the bottom, which I guess is all we're gonna get this week. That's our uh, I, that's our rating. I do want to canonize that the Spooktralizer was invited to the rap party for Dear Evan Hansen because that is the most cursed film that's out right now. Is it? That, that is the kind of energy that Spooktralizer would gravitate towards. And was was that a play? 
It was it's a musical. Yeah. My was mom's it, very musical. interested in was seeing. Was it good? It. No. I see. The songs are the songs are catchy, but if you listened to them at all and paid attention to what's happening in the story, I felt like I was going insane that people liked it. I see. Because it, I don't want to get into it at the end of this story here, but uh, maybe next time we'll we'll gotcha. do a deep dive into Dear Evan Hansen and how fucked up it is. Gotcha. Awesome. My mom really wants to see it, and I may or may not have agreed that I might do that with her. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy. Well, I've watched movies with you a lot, so I am prepared for either outcome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so thank you to Captain Grimoire Highwin for providing the book Gumbo Yaya that um, gave us our spooky vibes this week. If you have spook lore, um, definitely send that in our way so that we can uh, utilize it uh, this month. Um, now remember, of course, that you know we have specific delineations, uh, so like don't put devil times in werewolf slots. So. Be careful about that because you don't want to be glued to a roof. But any um, any spooky tales you've got about Halloween monsters or ghosts or what have you, um, please share those and we will, we will tell those tales. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you to our patrons for sponsoring our our spooks thank and you. scares. Uh, thank you to our top tier patrons. Maxwell, Biblio Princess, Trickery Treats, Aerius, Midori, Baby Grandma, Becca, A Friendly Lobster, Kelly, kindly requesting pictures of the couch tent belonging to Gordy's cat. Get on it. Uh, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto, Drinking Deep in the Trial of Gender Fluids, Caitlin, Danielle, Wyatt, Soapy Faye, Olwyn, Queen of Terrible Taste, Allie, Jucifer, Cobus Cat, It's Vespa, Versus, Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Nathan the Scott, Alex, Banjo Bug, Dave, Dressing Up as Kruger Claus from Nightmare on 34th Street, Maya, Gray, Goetic Prince of the Arcane, High Listus of Limbus, Yahweh Yahweh, Little Smorgasbord, Haley, Dominic, Justin, Who Am I, The Continued Existential Crisis, Izzy, Heather, Hi Meow, Lady of the Cult of Cricket, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. That's how it spooks. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.